0: Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Hummiston. As always, joined with me is the good vicar.
1: You dork. It's gonna, I told you, it's gonna stick. <laughs> no, it's not. Nobody says it except you. Then it's stuck. It's stucked. <laughs> it's stucked.
0: Uh, if oh. you're new, welcome to the show. We I'm call so this sorry. thing the Breakdown, where each and every week, uh, Nick and I. Sorry. Whoa. That's weird. Nick. Yes. Yeah, it just feels that's super name. informal. I know, but it feels so informal. My like, mother we, gave me that <laughs>
1: name. Pastor Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she didn't call me Pastor Nick. It's uh, Nick. Just, I think just there's some Nick. people
0: do Okay. Where Nick and I sit down and discuss his sermon from Sunday, and that's why we call it the breakdown. We're do you, breaking down the sermon.
1: Do you walk up to a guy named John and be like, well, "Hello, mechanic, John." Hello, banker. I actually Susie. do.
0: Do you really? Hey. <laughs> Hey Doc Russ, I mean just well,
1: <laughs> Doctor makes sense. They've earned that. Uh, like, anyway.
0: No, I don't. I don't know. It's just it feels weird. But anyways, right. welcome to the show. If you're returning, thanks so much for listening. We've got uh kinda as we've gone on, we've at least I've been getting good feedback from people who've listened.
1: You know the craziest one? Cause like like let's just be honest. Like no matter what generation you grew up in, yeah, your parents were not cool.
0: That is stuck, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the that is time.
1: that is the one consistency uh, all through human history is that your parents weren't cool. <laughs> that's true, they're not cool or whatever. But my son listens. My my son and my daughter, my Does teenagers, he? Do yeah. they they do, they do. And we have to and they go, like it
0: to go to the opposite end. of the- That's even better. <laughs> yeah, like, I like would it. be glad that they they listened and be like yeah. that's a win. The fact that yeah. they listen and like it um, to go to the opposite end. I've had some seasoned souls. Either message me or yeah. find me in church and he's like, hey, I really appreciate just that time, you know, to hear you guys, to hear a different side, different, not perspective, but just yeah. a different side of what our, at least our Calvary community normally gets on a yeah. Sunday morning.
1: It's a different conversation. Yep. And so. Yeah. We're not and, from the pulpit. We're not, you know, we, we're relaxed. It's not a Sunday morning where we have 105 monkeys just running through our. Running around. Oh, my goodness. Running around. And I think yeah.
0: that's that's the fun part of it, at least for me, is that it's conversational. Yeah. I know your wife's told me that. Like, hey, yeah. I like that it. it's conversational. It's not just like, hey, Jerron's going to set you know, Nick up with a lob, and he's going to spend the next hour geeking yeah. out, which I would have been totally okay with. And you but try to
1: do unintentionally, I think, at times. Oh, no, it's not unintentional. It's, it's like pull a string and let him is, go. Listen to him scripted. go. It is scripted. He's like the- uh, How can we get Nick fired up what's today? What's
0: the- uh, oh, Energizer bunny. Oh, like, oh <laughs> I thought you were
1: calling me a little dance monkey or whatever. No, <laughs> no, no. Just no. put a nickel in and watch no, him go, people. Put
0: an Energizer bunny battery in him and just go. So, um, hey. Which it, happens. That is that is true. If you haven't listened, we say this each and every week, but we're going to keep saying it. If you haven't listened to the message, it, that's okay. Stay yeah. and listen. It's not, uh, it's not required, but it definitely does help. Um,
1: and uh, eventually, okay. it won't matter. Like, I mean, because there there might be an episode here or there that it, it isn't going to be based on yep. the sermon or even connected, tied to the it's sermon. Kind of It'll be away. like, hey, something in the community, something in our culture has happened, or what's your stance here? Like, it won't always be, yep. so...
0: And that's the fun part of the breakdown, is right now we're just breaking down the sermon, but yeah. it's this, you know, it's the information we have week after week, but...
1: Let y- us know from you what you want to be broken down. Like, I Ooh. i already got, like, a text today... Did you really? ...of somebody, not a... I mean, they're just asking for my opinion on something, like... Just having it. Yeah, and and so, like, hey, real time right here, like, hey, question came up in Bible study. Uh, if a saved person commits suicide, would they go to heaven?
0: Oh, that's and, a
1: heavy topic. Yeah, it's a heavy topic. And so they're just like, hey, we'd love to know your stance on that. This is what I've researched or whatever. And so, like, that's a breakdown right there. Like, And that's what I love about the podcast is that already naturally kind of happens. Yep. A lot of people are reaching out with questions or having struggles with this or that or help me understand. And it's like, how about we just, just roll just roll with that and, like, let's lean it. into it instead of just being reactionary, be proactive in it. So. So coming next week we're going to I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So the topic. No. So the topic next week. Yeah.
0: Um so this week we're going to discuss your your sermon from Sunday. Uh you did a sermon over 1st John 3:10 mm. through 24 titled Love Defined. Um so if you haven't seen it that's totally okay. If you want to see it go to ccl ccloto.org and just click the messages tab. It'll take you there. But uh you you spent a portion of your sermon talking about being rooted in Christ and not allowing uh your love so hoden Sorry, let me say this correctly. You talked about being <laughs> rooted in Christ and allowing your love to overflow um, from your heart. And yet how many times do we see churches and Christians do the opposite? Yeah. And so this is this is what really got me when you said this. I I literally wrote the timestamp, <laughs> 10 44 AM when you said this. Because oh, it was just one of those things, like if I want to go back and listen to it, I want to hear that that moment in the message. But you said, and I didn't quote this, but Tron's paraphrase. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's not the work God needs to do in someone else, but the heart in you to answer the call to do the work. Mm -hmm. So this is almost kind of like we build each and every week on the sermon. Um, this is kind of a, a build on the conversation from last week, you know, a little bit on living in sin. Um, We're just going to take it another step further. Because I know for me, that was super convicting because I know how many times I've walked into a situation or conversation and I have removed the Lord from his throne and placed myself and gone, oh man, why don't you fix that in your life? (laughs) Yeah. And so for me, it was... I I did not get anything the rest of the sermon. Like, I'll just call it because I was... Processing. I was. Because for me that was so jarring that even in ministry how many times I've presupposed or I've come into a situation thinking that's the most important work that the Lord needs to do in that person's life yeah and instead the Lord's not even dealing with that situation in their life he's more like he's trying to do something in my life and I'm so yeah arrogantly trying to walk away <laughs> from that oh it's
1: so true you know because you know, you hear people, and and in it, giving a testimony, they'll say like, you know, God just keeps bringing me these kind of these broken people. Mm-hmm. Like, why does God keep putting these people in my life? And it's like, for you, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah, because a lot of times we'll say at the flip, like, oh, here I am, a good little Christian, following the Lord, want to be used by Him. Lord, put me in the path of someone else. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times the Lord puts other people in our path. Mm. You know, like who am I to be like, oh, I am this. I am this vessel, ready to go. Use me, Lord. I'm no, no, no Like the Lord puts people in my path, and it's says, the, "Get your to get your heart right." To I want to do a work yeah. in you, and so, but if I just sit around and wait for the Lord to use me, like let's just be honest. Like I'm still going on with my everyday, normal day life. The Lord is putting people in my path, and so why do I keep having these broken people? Because the Lord wants to do a work in me. Yeah. in that
0: it's the American mission trip idea. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to go and we're going to fix or change these people's yeah. lives and you sit around and you hear the testimony of the people that come back and and there's always there's usually more than one, but there's yeah, always yeah. at least one saying like I went down to change someone else's life and I came back yeah. the changed person. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times we go on mission trips, we've positioned ourselves in a place to allow the Lord to do that work because yeah. we've stepped outside of our bubble of influence our sphere of work, our business, our family. Like, we have dedicated five, six, seven, eight-plus days to serving people. Like, to do yeah. what we've we've been called to do as Christians, we actually do it for five straight days. Yeah. And then our lives are changed when mm. we've walked in thinking, I'm going to go down, I'm going to change our lives. Yeah,
1: and we say it like that. Like, oh, we went to go be a blessing, but then we ended up being the ones blessed. Yep. And, and honestly, I didn't really live... I uh, never had lived through a situation or a moment of that. Like, I really didn't understand that until uh, when I was I was diagnosed with cancer, mm-hmm. right? So uh, rewind even before that, we met this awesome family going to Rock the Light Christian concert. Oh, gosh, yeah. The Lacine, Kansas, we were camping out, and the family next to us, came over and they're like, hey, super awkward. Like, can we buy some hot dog buns from you? They, <laughs> they, they packed up and they didn't have any hot dog buns. So, uh, Chris, how you doing? Uh, so we're, awesome. we're still friends with them. And uh, so anyway, so they come over and then we just kind of started up a friendship. Obviously, Facebook helps and 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 her and my wife were became Facebook friends and kind of stayed in touch. And then every year after that, like, we would always connect with them because we always yep. went to Rock the Light or whatever. And then they moved away, and I think they're back in Kansas. And And plus, they're big KU fans, which, I mean, is the most holy, righteous Yuck. of of uh, college teams to Blech. follow. So <laughs> Rock Chalk Jayhawk, right? We'll, we'll pray um, for you. And so I get diagnosed, and, and I kind of just used Facebook as like a journaling because I really couldn't do a whole lot. I was just so exhausted yep. and tired. So I'd write some and just put it out there and just because a lot of people were asking like hey how are you doing okay, and yeah. Really, yeah and so just tried to like okay i'll, I'll put some here's a, a blanket
0: statement for yeah, everybody yeah yeah
1: and not just like hey i'm doing well threw up nine times yesterday like just trying to put more my like like how's nick doing this is what's going through my hearts and my mind as digital journal for you yeah it was a digital yep. journal and and chris this this gal said you know, reading through these, I thought we would have to, like, encourage you and lift you up and build you up. And, you know, this is a season that you're going mm. through. But she was just reading your heart, you know, through these different posts. Like, I found that, like, we're the ones becoming encouraged and blessed. Yeah. And and honestly, like, I still struggle at times wondering, like, why did I get diagnosed? Why did I survive? Like, survivor's guilt. That's a real thing. Um, but I always go back to that. Like, how many people were was I able to encourage? And I didn't even know I was. Like, that was just yep. me trying to, like, vent my process emotions and process it yeah. or whatever, and and for the Lord to be like, all right, I'm going to use that. Like, that was kind of crazy. And yep. so that's that's the first time that thought has really been uh, for me of how do we, you know, who who's God bringing into our life for us? What's the work he's doing in us? Uh, instead of, like, an Isaiah kind of moment of, mm-hmm. like, here I am, Lord, send me, yeah. like, Pretty bold, pretty yeah. bold statement to really say. Let's just be honest. You know, like I don't wake up in the morning and be like, "Here I am, Lord. I, I am your blessed servant. You are blessed to have me." No, oh, that's, I, that's what I do every every, <laughs> every morning. Day. I get up. Thank like, you, Lord. Here I am. What do you want from me, Lord? Aren't you so thankful that you have Nick <laughs> Pierce on your side? <laughs> that's you that's know not mean? the language I use. Yeah, like, and that's and and so at times I feel like I flirt with that kind of yeah. thing, and it's like, no. Instead, um just walking humbly with the Lord, but seeing who he puts in our path to do a work in our heart. Mm. So it's so anytime that you are in any kind of ministry, let it be a life group, or if you're serving somewhere, like we always look at the person that we're serving or we're reaching out to, we're leading, we're discipling, whatever it is, but like, do not overlook your own hearts. Mm. Like, be, because the same work that you're doing for someone is the same work it's being done in you, yeah, you know.
0: And that was that was uh, in my <laughs> in my infancy of marriage and my <laughs> stupidity as a husband and a young man. Um, I, I I vividly woman, you're here for me. <laughs> I vividly remember walking away from church, or even in the moment, thinking like, "That's good. I'm gonna like I'm gonna take that to her." And like, oh yeah, ah, what a. Completely words I won't even say, but what a terrible thing to do. Like, hey, what a tool. <laughs> yeah, that's, literally, like, I can think of much stronger just words say than it. Yeah. just basically, like, hey, hey, here, this is like the, the Lord told me to tell you kind of mindset. <laughs> and, like, nope, that's not it. Yeah. When in reality, it was like, no, no, the Lord needed to do work in my heart. Yeah. But my heart was hard to it mm-hmm. because I was so busy thinking spe- of specific situations and specific people's lives of like, uh-huh. oh, I need to take this good word from a good Lord to that person. Yeah. And it's like, I if someone approached me the way that I was approaching other people, oh man, that's holy a... smokes, I would cuss them out of the church as a pastor, <laughs> as a ped. I yeah. like
1: because how many times do we do that? Like I've I've said it a few on Sundays, but it's true. Like the Bible, the word, as we're walking through it, it is not meant to be binoculars to look at other people's lives. Mm. And so many times we do that. Like you will see it sometimes, especially with Marriage Night coming up. Yeah. Right. You will see a husband and or a wife. They'll the elbow. Look, you, the look, the yep, Yeah. Yep. They'll do an elbow. They'll do it like. This is for you. You know. And are you, you listening? see that on. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, did you? do you hear that right there? And it's like, you dirty little sinner. Like what? Because that's and it is hard. Now there's that's a different mentality than like. All right, this sermon. Or this message hits, and I know somebody's going through a hard time, and I'm going to share that with them. That's not what we're yeah. talking about. We're talking about, like, the the Lord doesn't need to do a work in me, but, man, let me tell you about my spouse. I'm good, but yeah, you're exactly. not. Or let me tell you about my friend or this yep. person. Like That's a different mentality where, again, the, the Bible's not to be binoculars to look at others. It's really a mirror to look at our own hearts.
0: And the way to fully, like, the—oh, what is the word? I'm thinking of the phrase. Um, the way you fleshed that mm-hmm. that out on Sunday is you used um, you used the story of approaching a homeless person, yeah, and how many times we try to over spiritualize things like I don't want to give them money because they're gonna go by. I, I don't want to enable them in <laughs> their sinful desires. You know, yeah. like for me, when you said that, I was like, uh, I can tell you how many times when I was in school and I'd drive to Springfield. I mean, I maybe once or twice. My that I actually gave them money or food. My number one thing was always thinking through like, oh, I need to fix or I don't need to enable the the sin in their life. When in reality, it could have been the Lord's trying to do a work in my heart. Like you just need to be the hands and feet of Jesus. You are not responsible for what they do with the money. You're responsible with loving them.
1: And so so this is how I I frame it. And I'm thinking of it in my own heart that like totally convicts. And so we don't want to give time talent resources money whatever to the person because we don't want to enable their sin but it, could it be the very thing of us trying to keep it is an enabling our sin say it again for the people in <laughs> back that'll preach you know it, it, it and is, that's yep. the hard thing like what if i kept that am i really going to do good with it you know like we all have good intentions like and even when I go home, it's like oh, I'm going to go home. I'm going to I'm going to engage my spouse. I'm going to play with the kids. We're going to talk, and what do I end up doing? I want to sit on my chair, watch TV, make sure it's Facebook good, yep. is up and running. You know, uh, Zuckerberg <laughs> asked me to make sure and quality He's control, you, yeah. quality control Instagram. You know, we just got to, and it's like very good, well intentions, but it's like, and and the Lord's like, I gave you that time, and you squandered it, and you squandered it. Yep. You know, and so and and so using the whole just money resources type of mentality, like the work that the Lord's trying to do is will you let go of it? Will you give it? Yeah. Cause it has nothing really to do with the money. And that's kind of what we we're talking about in the sermon a little bit, like with Cain and Abel, you know, John brings that up. So he goes straight from, you should love one another. Don't be like Cain. Yeah. Be like Abel. Hey, like and and the key is it had nothing to do with the animal or the vegetables that Cain and Abel gave. It's Abel had regard for what the Lord wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. Cain didn't.
0: It was the bare minimum that I could give. Yeah, and it's like
1: that's because our world would look at Cain and be like, "How could God be mad? I mean, he you know how long it would take to plow ground up and plant seed and yep. cultivate and and harvest produce, and that's like that's food from his table that he and he gave it to you, Lord. Why are you upset about that? And it's like, and and honestly, like I could hear that argument. I could hear that argument going. I think I on. have heard that argument. <laughs> yeah. And it's like because and we do the same thing. I think, I think I said this one of the services, like we're doing the same thing because we're trying to give Jesus everything that he didn't ask for. Mm. You know, and we're trying to insert ourselves in those conversations. Well, what what's that homeless person gonna do with that money? Not your problem. You're not privy to that conversation. That's 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 not for you to have. And and a lot of times we do that, gonna be you want to. Do we want to offend people this morning or today?
0: That's never like a goal. Okay, yeah, let's let's just dive into it.
1: We try to do that with our tithes sometimes too. Mm. I want to see it go to this. Mm. And it's like, trust the Lord. Trust that the Lord has brought leaders over it that are going to lead. But I trust
0: the Lord, Nick. I just don't trust that person. (laughs) That's (laughs) not trusting the Lord. That's not
1: trusting the Lord. Like, if you can't trust the leaders that the Lord has put in your church, then you can't trust the Lord. Yeah. You know, but it's like, and sometimes we try to do that a little bit where we want... This is what I want to happen with it, and it's like, how about you just trust the Lord that you know He has put faithful men, full of the Holy Spirit, that are going to lead and are going to guide, and they're going to and they're going to steward that uh, with Christ likeness. Mm-hmm. Well, like it's that's not for me to handle, yeah. right? Like I, my part is, am I willing to let go of that and go? And It's just like I have a seventeen-year-old and a fifteen-year-old. So I'm about to have two drivers. I got a driver and a half. Oh boy! And that's not her height. That's she's 15 and <laughs> a half, right? So she's kind of driving, kind of not. We're in that permit stage, learning stage. Oh, l- how yeah. many
0: parking lots have you driven?
1: Uh, I haven't yet. She hasn't wrote. She hasn't drove for me yet. But she how has many mom. parking
0: lots has your wife? <laughs> Every parking lot. We've in. done a
1: couple, right? <laughs> Scared of the gas pedal, but I'm okay with that right yep. now. Scared of the gas pedal, but I'm okay. But you know, letting my son drive, like. I have to, okay, this, you know, there's things on the front end I'm teaching him about and talking through, but at some point I just have to give him the keys and trust him. And I can't be a helicopter mom. I definitely can't be a helicopter mom, but a, a helicopter, helicopter dad. dad or a lawnmower dad either. Yep. I can't hover and I can't mow down everything in front of him to make sure his life is going to be like, I have to trust the Lord that the Lord loves my kids more than I do. I like, I can't stay in that control because that's actually the most unhealthy thing I can do. The healthiest thing I can do for my teenage kids is let go of their life. Well, What happens if they wreck their lives and fall? Well, thank the Lord that they understand what grace is, and I will get a front row opportunity, front row seat and opportunity to show grace and say, hey, let me show you what it looks like when somebody in your life that you love unconditionally falls and messes up their life. This is here. I'm going to show you because most likely you're going to do this for someone else, yep. right? But so many times we want to control to the nth, and it's like just trust the Lord in it. Let it be your time, your talent, your treasure, your whatever. You know, just trust the Lord in it. Yeah, is he has he not shown himself to be faithful? Absolutely, he has. You know,
0: and a lot of times we we have this. I feel like sometimes we we go to the big picture. Like we'll hear this very Christianese. Saying of like, oh, you just gotta lay down your life, <laughs> and like we're really good at that. Like oh, yeah. we're willing to die because
1: I love laying down too. I'm old. I know. <laughs> I I'll rest. lay my I'll lay down my life for Jesus. I want to permanent lay
0: down, <laughs> but we won't do that. And you you said this a couple weeks ago. Like, are you willing to lay down? Fill in the blank. Yeah. Like, are you willing to lay down that belief? Are you willing to lay down that sin? Are you like, are you willing to lay that down? Um. Because so much of what we do is pick it up, hold on tight to it, mm-hmm. defend it, you know, kill everybody else in the process of trying to defend why you're right and everybody else is wrong, yeah. you know. And instead of, you know, instead of going to those very specific moments in our life, hey, I'm willing to lay down that I don't know what this, going back to the homeless person, or, yeah, homeless person, mm-hmm. um, houseless person. There we houseless. Go. That, I was try, that's what do I was trying to think. You remember me houseless, that yep, houseless. The houseless person. Yeah. Um, hey, This actually, this $20 might hurt me. I may need to put gas in the car, but I'm going to trust that, one, I don't get to be privy to the conversation that the Lord is doing in their heart, and maybe the Lord's doing something in their heart, and what they need is the confirmation of this $20 bill. Yeah. And then on top of it, if the Lord is doing a work in that $20 bill, I also have to have faith and trust that the the work he's doing in my heart is that I have to have faith that he's going to take care of me. Yep. And Jeron Hummison, <laughs> We're just getting personal. Uh, if you don't know anything about me, anyone in my life will tell you I'm OCD control freak to the nth degree. Yeah. I want to have all my T's dotted. That's not no, right. T's all crossed. my I's dotted and T's crossed. And I want the full plan. Like oh, yeah. I don't I don't want faith to be a part of yeah, my everyday know. life. I want to get up and I wanna schedule out my day. I wanna know what meetings, what conversations, what checklists, what things I'm gonna get done. I wanna have it all planned out and ask anyone that works with me when i get caught off guard is when i implode yeah you know like
1: so so you know flesh that out a little bit like what we do because i'm pretty sure that you are not the only one (laughs) you know scripture says that no temptation has overcome you that's not common to man but and so like when we do that honestly what we are doing is telling the lord like hey you're good. You sit on the throne when I need you on the throne. Mm-hmm. I got this from here. I'll come to you when I need help. But we're limiting drastically the availability that we want the Lord mm-hmm. to move and work in our life. Mm-hmm. You know, cause like, and this is super convicting for me, like when's the last time you prayed for food? And I can't, I'm not talking about, I'm sitting down. Thanking the Lord for the food I have. Yeah, the food that's directly in front of me, that's hot, steaming. I can smell it. My mouth is white. You ever pray where you're like drooling into your food? <laughs>
0: yeah, it's really hard to pray. And it's exactly. It's up in your nose. <laughs> exactly. Or you're not the one praying. Somebody else praying, no, no, you're like, no, no. shut up. This yeah. is a good meal. Like, yeah, let's like, like, it's enjoy. getting
1: cold here, guy. Come on. <laughs> the Lord's not even blessed now. No. And so we, but when's the last time we prayed and said, Lord, I do not have this need? and I need you to come through to fulfill this need. I don't know that I have. Exactly. I don't know that I have. You know, and so then people are like, why why don't we see miracles happening as much and it's like we have limited mm. we have grossly inappropriately limited the amount of opportunities to give the Lord to work and move in our life. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, he's faithful and true. Okay, then then don't control the situation right here and let him show you that he's faithful and true. Nope, I'd rather not. Cuz faith is hard. Yes. <laughs> yes. And yeah, so that's the that's the part that gets me. Like, I used to tick off all the the moms in the student ministry because we would, uh, this happened the first time I did this, I think it was like a, uh, a Honduras mission trip. Yeah. We're all circled up. They're getting ready. They're, they're crying. They're kissing their babies goodbye. And I'm like, whatever, gag a maggot, let's go. Right. And so they're all emotional. I'm like, all right, you got to do the pastor thing before any big trip. What do you do? You pray. gotta you gotta pray. Gotta pray. You can't you can't do anything without praying. Come on, right? Like I guess is...
0: you prayed for safe travel, that the planes wouldn't crash and burn. Not
1: at all. So many moms were mad at me. I was like, and I looked at them all dead in the eye and I said, I am not gonna pray for safety right now. Mm. And the look on their oh, face, yeah. like, how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I said, I'm gonna pray that Lord, whatever it takes for us to be closer to you, mm. I want that to happen. So I prayed that at the very end, right where I'm like wrapping it up, one mom and for safe travels <laughs> <laughs> just as I said, Lord, don't listen oh. <laughs> to the wicked and the unrighteous. They scream out to you for their own fleshly desires. No, but like and but I pray that and it, you know, honestly, a few heads kind of looked up and it's like, like if if something bad happens. Mm. I pray that that was going to be the thing that was going to draw us closer to you, mm. because why would especially on a mission trip? Why would we want to go overseas in the name of Jesus to reach the lost, the hurting, to encourage the poor, the weak, the oppressed, and do in a way that wouldn't draw us closer to Him? Yeah, because it seems. No, I'm not saying we're let's be stupid.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Even though I kind of was, I have a story about that. Oh, but,
0: it's, but like the the. Um, I'll just pick on the American church because yeah. I live in America. The American church's approach is, "Lord, let Your will be done," as long as it doesn't inconvenience my time, mm-hmm. my finances, my relationships. Like, there's all these conditions. Now, we're not going to say that. Like, no, no one's going to say you that can't. prayer. Yeah, like you're going to show yeah. up to church, you're going to say, "Like, Lord, let Your will be done." But yeah. in your mind, you're like, "I hope I don't. I hope I don't have an interaction where yeah. somebody challenges my faith and I I can't defend it." Yep. I hope I don't have an interaction.
1: I'm persecuted.
0: Oh. Oh, and what? Or even just reviled. Yeah. And what would it look like? Because I love playing. This This is where I spend a lot of time in my head. Yeah. What would the church look like if the church was actually the church? Smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Non-existent?
1: You know, I mean, and that's not, that's not a Nick Pierce-ism. That's when jesus got struck down what did his own disciples do they ran they scattered you know like and that's hard and like and again we all want to say oh no i'm going to be one of those faithful how many times i've ran
0: i think there's a story (laughs) in the bible about a guy who who swore up and down Mm -hmm. that i'm gonna be with you jesus yeah i'm gonna be with you jesus yeah i'm gonna be
1: with you jesus anyway Three times that rooster's going to crow, buddy. Nope, not me. You're not I, Lord. Me. Yeah, not I. Is it me? Yeah. <sighs> and that's... So it. what is so hard about that is, again, like you were saying, we, we don't say that. We think it. We don't say mm-hmm. it. Yep. But you see the fruit of it when you put somebody in a situation that it takes faith and it takes dependency. That's... That's the fruit of our faith. That's yeah. the that's the externalness of this internal reality. Is do you really trust the Lord? Then then what the heck's going on right now? If you if you really did, you would be in a different frame of mind and heart and situation and a faith like. But and and I'm guilty as charged. Like you, if I don't get a good enough night's sleep, I don't have a nice meal. Like mm-hmm. and I'm just hangry. Uh, Papa's far from the Lord. Yep. You know what I mean? And it's. And, and just how fickle I am in my emotions and in my faith mm. that even those little things like that, because that's what, um, man, I forgot who said this. I think it was Matt Walsh. So I know he has that whole, like, what is a woman thing or whatever, yeah. but he wrote a great article a few years ago about how Christians in the East are dying. Um, and then the Christians in the West about like their faith or whatever. And, I'll have to find the article. Maybe we put a link in the show notes or something. It was phenomenal. But he he gets down to the end of it, and he's like, a Christian sold out for Jesus in the East, in the Middle East, like a Christian in Afghanistan has to live fully dependent upon the Lord, right? 100%. Just to even get through their day. Because yep. their own family could be would want to kill them if they knew the identity yep. of their faith, stuff like that. So how do you live the, Like looking at one of them and say, hey, how do you live out your faith in an everyday life? Like that is a struggle, and and so on the on the other side of the spectrum of good and evil, Satan, you have to kill that Christian to stop him because he's sold out for Jesus and he has nothing to lose. Now you look at the Christian in the West, us, me, oh,
0: I just got slightly inconvenienced. So yeah, we're just done.
1: To, you know, make sure make sure Netflix is going. It's it's almost not inconvenienced. Keep them comfortable. Keep them comfortable. Put the carrot in front of him, fluff his pillow, turn the Netflix on, let him binge, let him not get too riled up. Because what he's saying is if you if you, uh, stir up in this one courage, mm. then they might actually rise to that. Mm. Like if you put them in a hard situation, it might... Bring out courage in when we can't have that. Yeah. So the Christian in the East, yeah, we gotta kill because man, he's full of courage. He's got Christ and he's ready to die for him.
0: Christian in the West, you gotta let the pastor preach ten minutes longer and make him late for lunch. Oh man. I'll tell you right now.
1: I've thought about that.
0: You can just sense it.
1: I thought about just keep going. First service right into second service, second service right into third service. You went
0: long this week and there was just like
1: There there is a vast irritability.
0: There is one hundred percent. Even, you know,
1: and that's just the staff. That's just my wife. <laughs> I mean, well, I'm looking <laughs> I looked.
0: your Dayton was with me, your son was with me yeah. up here mm-hmm. doing Switcher. And I was sitting in this chair. And no, I was sitting getting ready to do the the post experience yeah. and kind of just be pastoral to the online oh, yeah. uh community. And so usually about 850, 855 were we're game on. So we're, you know, we are basically
1: you're just waiting for me. The to Super wrap up. Bowl of yep. waiting for
0: the commercials to end to cut back in, you know. <laughs> yep. So like we're waiting, we're listening for you to either start praying or kind of, you know. Okay, I think he's going to close here. And, and so we're at like 8:50. I'm like, here it is. Here's the on- here's the on ramp. Here's the on ramp to get out. Nope, that wasn't it. Okay, about five minutes later, here's the other on ramp. It's like, no, nah, th- this might be it. This might be it. Because he turned around, and goes, hey, th- this might be it. So when nine o'clock comes and goes, which we're usually done, like you're definitely praying or wrapping up by nine. Yeah. When you're still preaching at nine o'clock, I was like, just tell me heat. when he prays. Just Dayton, just tell me I, when he prays. I
1: have this spiritual gifting of trying to end a sermon like you're landing a plane is the analogy I use, and then I can just take right back off again. You're the go around pilot. Yeah. Like, like, oh, something's wrong. We got one whoop. more loop. One more loop. Like, I love when Paul was it like Philippians or Ephesians. He's like finally brothers and that's only halfway through this it's like that's what i'm talking 14 about. more chapters later yeah <laughs> finally and then he's still got three chapters left i'm like that's my kind of guy
0: i'm telling you it and it's sad but it's true mm. you know it? it's, it's sad but true it's it is sad but it is true and a lot of times we don't think about it until we're forced to think about it
1: and and it's not like we are bashing our like this is me yeah I'm this way. This, this isn't
0: like pointing fingers. Like I yeah. can think of how many times going, Nick, shut up. I've been here all morning. <laughs> I just wanna go home and not watch football because it's not on right Say now. Say those words out loud and see what no. Mm. I mean,
1: we've been to we've been at conferences and I'm sitting here thinking, Guy, come on. We are exhausted. Wrap this up. I'm Let's that, go. I'm
0: that guy. I don't I I do not do well at conferences because I just my learning personality and temperament yeah. is you know, as we've discussed before, because everything's been drinking from a fire hydrant for the past five weeks. I'm I need just conditioning t- <laughs> you for a conference. That's exactly right. Up. I need time to process, and yeah. it's like that's one thing to have a really heavy good sermon that I need to process through in my own walk, and then sit yeah. down with my wife and be like, hey, what's the Lord teaching you? Like, what reveal, what the Lord has revealed to you either about yourself and to me. Like, those are the challenging things. Yeah. So my wife's like, hey, the Lord's really been teaching me this. Oh. Man, I didn't even think about that. That's, you know, just yeah. allowing my wife to. But then you get to a conference, and it's just like drinking from a fire hydrant for three days straight. Oh, yeah,
1: five sessions a day. And then
0: I get in on the plane, or it's like, okay, well, tomorrow I got to get back. I got to like, pick up. We go,
1: we go away to these conferences, like, oh, we're going to rest. We're going to get filled up. We come back, and it's like, I'm stinking exhausted right a, now. I need a vacation yeah, from, from the from... conference. <laughs> okay, now, so, and the crazy part, the convicting part for me is, so let's go back overseas and look at some of those uh, churches that are persecuted mm-hmm. and in countries like that, like that's how when they meet together, they're not going to meet regularly like us. Like it is a grace that we have the ability to meet weekly, consistently, and without any threat. Where you go to those other countries that are like that, like, Hey, we're, we're going to meet like once this month and, and they're, they're going to pour out. And some of them like, it'll be, it'll be months. Yep before they can actually meet together as a body like David Platt was telling a story about that like he was he was going to teach through like he had a series or something it was like a four or five day thing like all these pastors showed up and he got done and they're like he's like all right that's it and they're like what are you talking about like no keep going and so he just walked through all of the Old Testament, New Testament, I believe, is how the story went. Like he he was like, All right, open up, let's go. And so for like two weeks, like it was conference style, like ton of teaching, but they they knew because of the context in which they lived, they're not gonna get that again. It's like they had to load up because of the situation where there that is a blessing. But for yeah. us, and you know, we try to do the same thing. Like I used to have students tell me that, like, I read the whole New Testament last night. Like, what you remember? Nothing. Nothing. You know? <laughs> well, I did it. But that's the spiritual bulimia that we have. We eat and eat and eat. We intake, intake, intake. And we think that's going to nourish us when we really just go out and we just start word vomiting everything. Mm-hmm. And it, there's no nutritional value for that. Not because that's a, a bad thing. Like, if that was, if we lived in a, a persecuted country, like, that's going to be our normal. Yeah. But here, when it's not, like, that is not a healthy action. And so that, it is hard to think about that. And we have AC, we have padded seats, sound you know, systems the sound and, systems AC, right? and yep. lights and instruments. We can actually be loud. We don't have to
0: yell Yeah, to hear us. <laughs> like we just kind or of we're not normal. trying to
1: be quiet. Mm. Uh, I talked to one guy. He was a church leader in Saudi Arabia, and they had foam that they had to put all in the house, and they could never meet in the same house twice in a row. So we'd be like, hey, this Sunday we're at your house. Next Sunday, my house. Next Sunday, we're at your, uh, John's house. Sunday after that, we're Andy's, and then we'll come back to yours. And then they would they would random it so that nobody could track them to find a pattern even in it. Could you imagine sitting in staff meeting and saying, "All right, we need to randomly find how we are going to meet together so that we can't be tracked or persecuted"? I couldn't for imagine
0: it? doing that for Sunday. Right. Or I couldn't imagine doing that for life groups later. <laughs> yeah, point, which like, is it's hard river. enough to try to find one location oh for gosh. everybody to meet at. Goodness and gracious. so
1: he took a. So he came to our church. We lived in Hiawatha, Kansas, um, and he came and he spoke and he was sharing and he was super polite, very nice. But you could just like tell like he wanted to like bring it, but yep. he wanted to respect the church that was there. So they're doing Q and A and and. You know how I like to poke the bear a little bit. Oh, yeah. Right? And I was younger, too, so I was like, I definitely didn't cool. care. And I was like, all right, you talk about in Saudi Arabia, the church, like they met four, five, six times a week. Prayer groups, Bible studies, men's, women's, church, midweek church, like multiple of yeah. Like they meet five to six times a week, and, and they do it under the threat of persecution, and it, it is illegal for them. They're not wearing cross necklaces. They're not, you know, what would Jesus do? They're not having any of that. Yep. Da, 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 da. Like it's, and I said, would you want to live in America where you have complete freedom? Like I said, could you speak into that where in Saudi Arabia it's illegal, you meet five to six, but here in America, once, maybe twice a week, but we have complete freedom. Oh, I
0: guarantee I know what his answer was. Dude,
1: the look on his face, he was like, I wanted to say something. But I wanted to respect. But you brought it up, so we get to talk about it. The door and is open. Yeah. I'm gonna run through. Oh. It. And he had the best analogy. He goes, "I love Dr. Pepper," and I was like, "I love this. Where are we going? What is Dr. Pepper?" <laughs> this is my new spiritual advisor. Like, Me too. Exactly. <laughs> Keep going, buddy. And he goes, "You know, there is nothing worse when you want a really good Dr. Pepper and you twist that open, or you go to the whatever, and it's flat mm. and it's lost its fizz." Mm. He goes, I feel like if I lived in America, no offense, I would lose my fizz because I would insulate and protect, going back to what we said, yeah. the 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 need, the dependency I would have on the Lord and the opportunities that I need to see him come through. He goes, and and honestly, like talk to any missionary that's done some serious mission work overseas. Let's just be honest, like missionaries are a little awkward at times. They're a little goofy. Because I think they've seen things Yeah, they, they can't describe in America. Mm. It's like.
0: The, or this, if they this... described it, people would look at them, especially the church, like they're oh, crazy. Yeah. You can't say that here. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, oh, you're one of those, like spiritual Ooh. warfare. Like, no, th- there's a very real battle. Yep. And the spiritual warfare is like front and center in other countries. Yeah. And it's so, we're so isolated here that I really do think that some of these missionaries, it's like. They won't even say it because they know. It's like, I, I can't even tell you because you're not going to believe me. We're not they, even going to try. We're not even going to yeah. try. Like, you, you just don't know. It's like like somebody that's done some serious military work. Like, a Navy SEAL's not rolling into some bar and, oh, let me tell you what I did. No, they're not going to talk about it because yep. you don't understand what it's like. You've never been in the battle. You've never been under that kind of stress and pressure and in the middle of the fight where it's just your brothers and da da da. Like, it, I, I can't describe it to you. Yeah. You're not going to believe it anyway. And, and I think sometimes missionaries are like that because it's like the things that we've had to be just completely dependent upon the Lord and to watch him work and move through, it's like, it's almost a similar kind of way yeah. where we really do have like a, this isolated, comfortable Christianity that that it challenges us because the hard part is when we see others that are really... Uh, living a radical faith in our country like it's it's awkward to us but i think it's awkward to us because it stands in stark contrast mm-hmm. of our kind of apathy yep. complacency and and the comforts that we want yeah you know and it's like um and knowing that all through scripture like you see how the lord uses suffering and and trials and pain and difficult circumstances to grow and to mature us and to and to bring perseverance and endurance in our life and it's like so the question isn't why is there so much suffering why isn't there more why isn't mm. the lord doing more of that to continue to to groom and to shape me into who he wants me to be and and when i and i think that question a lot and sometimes i feel like the lord's telling me like i'm not the one holding up the show guy mm. i'm not the one that's stopping this
0: cuz we have this mentality at least i have and i'm sure i'm not the only one this mentality of i'm going to harden my heart <laughs> i'm going to choose to not engage like fig- what whatever it is yeah. but then i'm mad at god yeah like we get mad that that you know that the lord doesn't come in and forcefully make us do things mm-hmm. like well if you're all powerful why can't you just make me do it or reveal it to me but then at the same time, it's like, well, I give you opportunity after opportunity to engage in this, and yeah. you chose, you hardened your heart. Like, you were Pharaoh. Like, yeah. you, you, you are the Pharaoh story over and over again, yep. where it's like, how many opportunities do you need? Because at the end of the day, I could have given you 500, yeah. and you are still going to respond yep. the way that you did.
1: And the moment you start quenching the Spirit, it'll become easier and easier to do. You know, like we were talking about on Sunday, like... John saying like, "Hey, your heart can condemn you. Like you're gonna feel that because that's the spirit. Like he is leading and guiding you to do this for him, for his kingdom. That's a work in you. Don't close off your heart to a brother. And if if you do, Paul would say you're quenching the spirit. Mm -hmm. And the moment you start, it becomes easier and easier to do because you've already done it once, twice. Like it's and 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 I've used that analogy even with." Like when we try to run from our problems, like once you start running, oh, it's easy. Once you start running from the Holy Spirit, it's actually pretty easy because you already have momentum. Yeah. And so like obedience is um, the the prime moment of obedience is immediately when we're called to obey. Yeah. When the moment we start, uh, Lord, let me think about that one. You know, like I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Like, hey, I got to run some errands, and then, then if that person's still there at the sidewalk with the cardboard sign, maybe, you know. But let me think about it. Let me let me see what I need to move around in my stocks and see if I can't, you know, free up a little something, something for. And it's like, nah. You, you've you, already made your You've mind. already made up your mind. You're never gonna go. Yeah. Go. yeah. And the same true is for temptation. Temptation. Is that it's weakest at the very first because the moment it gets stronger and stronger, like a you get stronger, and stronger and we're like, yeah. oh, "Well, it's not that big of a deal." And and it's like that's that's that immediate, just walking by the spirit, where that's when temptation is the weakest, but obedience is the strongest. Because mm. both times we get in the way of it, and we get mad, <laughs> and then we get mad, and we're like, "Oh Lord, you're not working in my life." And it's like, "Okay," and and that's honestly. Uh, for me, I think uh, a scary kind of thought, total fictional story, right? Totally fictional. I, you know, don't, don't pull disclaimer, any disclaimer. This yeah, is not, don't, don't really. pull any deep theology from this or whatever, but it's just more of an analogy to like make me think. And so somebody was telling the story like, you know, imagine you, once you die and you go to heaven and, you know, Peter or one of the angels is just giving you the grand tour of heaven, right? And he's just like, there's the, early gates there's the streets of gold this is the lunch room you know this is ski ball they really loved it in heaven whatever you know but all the time there's like this building you know off to the side and they just never mention it you know And he like, what's that building right there? And it's like, Peter's like, dude, don't worry about that, man. Let me show you this. We got a cool pool. Looks like crystal glass. Like, have you checked out one of these angels covered in uh, eyes and feathers? And like, it's going to be nuts. You're going to love this. And it's like, no, no, no. What's that building over there? And just time and time again, he keeps trying to redirect. And he's like, you really don't want to know. And more and more, you're just like, no, I want to know what's in that building. And I want to know now. (laughs) Yeah. And so Peter walks you in there, or Jesus walks in there, whoever you want, in the fictional story, fictional Fictional story story, disclaimer.
0: Which means fake, not real.
1: Yeah. This is everything that I wanted to do in and through you, but you said no to.
0: I don't want to go there.
1: This is everything that I want to do. This is everything that I wanted to reward you with Mm. for your obedience to me, but you said no to. Mm. Like, how many times has the, like, and that's the hard thing. We, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And so we're not gonna see opportunities like that. We're not gonna be like, oh, here is a God moment and I need to make sure it's right. Yeah. Because if it came in like that, like first class male, priority, fragile, straight from Jesus, Oh, yeah, that would make... You're opening it. Oh, yeah, that'd make obedience really easy. Yeah. But when it looks like everyday mail, whatever, it looks like just any other situation in life, like, what could the Lord really do in that? Like, what's the Lord really going to do if I give up, you know, 20 bucks? Or what's if the Lord, like, w- and we think it that way, even though we preach that a little boy can give a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish and he can feed 5,000, but what could the Lord really do in little situations like this? And yeah. it's like, you don't understand the Lord. And those little, and, and honestly, I think a lot of times, I, we, pass up all these small, minute, little things that God wants to do in and through us that would have so much more of a drastic change because we're waiting for the big things.
0: The priority mail, like yeah. the big stamp. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, because like, use a good football game. Now, in a game, there's probably going to be two, three, four plays that like, this is going to change the trajectory of the game. Yeah right? And like, that's when real leaders are going to rise to the occasion, Yeah, right? Like you, you got to bring it and who you are, but it's the, it's the, it's all the little downs of just, you're not always going for the big play. Like first down's the goal right now, yeah. you know, like it's all that little things that, that we, a lot of times overlook because we're just waiting for the big plays. And it's like, why isn't the Lord working? And it's like, he's been Casting. Here's 7,000 examples of your <laughs> You just haven't noticed yeah, them. Yeah. And, but, and then we say, oh, if we can't be faithful in the small things, how would we be faithful in the big things? And it's like literally just preaching to condemn my own heart mm. when I say that. Because it's like I say that, but what I'm meaning is I don't want to be faithful in the little things. I only want to be faithful in the big things mm. because pride and selfishness and our ego gets in the way of it. Now Geron's wrecked for the rest of the day. No, it's it's. This is what sits in my heart and mind.
0: No, it, and that's the crazy thing is you're not alone. Like when I get lost in my thoughts. Oh my goodness! This is the place that I go, and I, and I feel, may, maybe maybe I should ask my wife if this is true or not. I feel like when I do those kinds of conversations, it's. What could have been if I would have just answered yeah. the call? Not like, oh, what if our church, like, no, no. What would the church look like? N- not in a prideful, egotistical no, way, no, no, but like, no. what would the church look like if Jeron yeah. had just stepped into that oh. uncomfortable, awkward, and fully relied on in faith the Lord to do a good work instead of going, oh, this is in my wheelhouse of expertise. I have oh. the answer here. Like, I, I yeah. know how to defend this. I, you know, I know th- these scriptures that I could use for this situation. I know, like, and and the saying that my wife and I have i don't know why it's become our trademark thing is you don't know <laughs> what you don't know until oh, yeah. you know and like when we you know when we lost a child like you don't know that until you know that
1: yeah you and don't you know don't, that feeling
0: you don't know that and you know like i wouldn't wish that on my own worst enemy yeah. like i look back on that and go that was something that I look now, having walked through it, getting ready to have another kid within days yeah. um, of when we lost our other one, and just go looking back almost on a mountaintop, mm-hmm. looking back at the valley, and going, I I see now the Lord working, yeah, where or I see where the Lord worked and the people that He used and the things that He like the grief that He used within my heart yeah. to make me closer to Him and. Very hard, bitter, angry times. Like the people that he used, that just the different things that I look at. And it's like, I asked my wife this why is it that I have to go through hell Mm -hmm. to be closer to the Lord? Like, why can't I just get up?
1: Because he went through hell to be closer to you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us here on the breakdown. That's episode five. You know,
1: honestly, like, uh, I never lost a child, but, you know, trying to teach my son that. That concept, that principle, we were out in Colorado and we went hiking and uh, it was super high up altitude, air's getting thinner. Like at one point he's, he was done. He literally laid down next to the trail. I'm not going anymore. He's dad. like, I can't breathe. I can't walk. I'm not moving. Yeah. And I'm like, the way down is longer than the way up guy, okay? you know? And it's like, it, it we, we had a moment there. Like we, we had to. Good so, moment to have. And so he 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 pulled himself together, mustered up some boldness and courage, and we got back up, and he wasn't happy about it. Yeah. But we kept walking. We kept hiking. And we get to the top of the mountain, and I was like, awesome dad moment right here, right? Awesome dad moment. It's me and him, and we're at the top of the mountain. And I said, do you see that little building way down there? It looks like the size of, like, a Lego. He's like, oh, that's where we stopped. I said, that's where you wanted to give up. Mm. But look at where you're at now. Mm. So many times in life, like you were saying, yeah. you're going to look back. Like it, it is good when you hit that mountaintop. The first thing we should do in praising the Lord is turn around and look at the valley. Look what you mm. came through so that you can see the faithfulness of God to deliver you through that. Yeah. Like don't lose sight of that. Yeah. So, and and I, I want to throw a, a quick little disclaimer too, because like we, we are both pastors of American churches, mm-hmm. and we just beat the American church. And we so, love we, the church. Yeah, we don't want to beat the Lord's bride. No, right? No, we want to love her. Um, one of my friends, who I've had conversations like this with before, um, he was he was a part of my first youth ministry as an adult leader, and still good friends with him. And and I got the senior pastor job here. Right, I get hired on. I'm going to be the new lead pastor. And he just kind of calls me out a little bit. He's like, all right, I'm, I, I see some inconsistencies and I got to call you out on it. And I was like, let's go. He goes, we have talked for years about your frustration with the church, with the church. Go, Why would you take over a church then?
0: That you're so frustrated with. That you're
1: so frustrated yeah. with. And I said, because I think the Lord can bring greater change in the church mm. than on the outside of the church. Like, mm. like I, I, want, I want the Lord to use me as a vessel to bring greater change within, because I still believe in the church. Like, this is what the Lord, this is the Lord's doing. I will build my church, he says. So if this is his bride, like, it, does she frustrate me? Oh, yeah. And and I'm like the leader of the frustration <laughs> at times, you know. But it's like, I still feel like there's greater change that can happen in if I'm inside than if I was going to stand on the outside, point the finger at the Lord's bride, which you know, imagine somebody is pointing their finger at your wife and telling her everything that she's doing wrong and how you hate her. We're probably not going to be friends. Let's
0: you know go. I mean? Here we you go. Know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so to, to, to smack down and to talk bad about the Lord's bride, no, 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 am I frustrated with her? Yeah, but I know I'm a part of the, I am the problem. Yeah. But the greater change I can happen on the inside, and that starts with my own heart, you know. and And that's the challenging with any of the sermons that we break down, like make sure I'm living the message before I give the message. Mm. Like that hurts.
0: And that's and that's always been the hope of of when we started the podcast like when I had the idea of this isn't uh hey let's put mics in front of our faces cuz we have it all together and we can tell people like no no like part of the description not of each of each episode but of the show as its entirety when I was sitting through and writing it was like and it's something I picked up from you is like we you and I we together are in our own sanctification process. Oh yeah. You and I are in our own faith journey. You and I Daily struggle. Mm-hmm. We just happened to be given and afforded a platform where, for whatever stupid reason, people want to sit down, <laughs> sit down and listen to us speak into my, you know. So for... I say
1: it almost every Sunday in my heart. What are they doing are here? They do? Go if to they another only good knew. church. <laughs> yeah, like and it's not even like we make the jokes about like, oh yeah, those families that drive into the church and they're fighting on a Sunday morning. and They get here and act like everything. We are those families. That's, that's the staff. That's, <laughs> what are you talking we about? We are.
0: And that's the, and I think that's the greatest thing is we we, we use our stories, yeah. our own stories. You know, one one of my things, well, I've, I think I said in episode one when we were just getting to know each other, one of the things for me, especially when I preach, like I don't want. I don't want stage drawn to be different. Like I want my life to be transparent yeah. so that people see Christ in me, not mm. like, Oh, the guy that has it all together on stage, but then is screaming, and cussing his family in the car. Cause it's like, we're five minutes late and the church yeah. has to have it all. You know, it's like, so we scream and cuss on stage. <laughs> no,
1: no, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. If you are okay. not connected with Calvary. Just go back and watch if That's, not, well, I that's mean, not true. No, it's oh, good, dude.
0: Thanks for, uh, thanks for sitting down. I enjoy Always these. A great time. These are fun. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you enjoy what you have been listening to for the past 50 ish minutes, 55 ish minutes, uh, just help us out. You can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Basically, whatever you're listening to right now. If you want to leave us a review, we would love to interact, engage with you. Yeah. So find us on social media. Um, our website is ccloto. Any of our social accounts as a church is Calvary Chapel L O T O. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And uh, we'll wrap we're on up. TikTok? Yeah, we're on TikTok.
1: We're on TikTok, guys. We're on,
0: we're we're up there. We wow. don't post this. We rarely post on TikTok, but it's out there. <laughs> um, I only have so much time. Um, it's good. But we'll, we'll wrap up episode five today. Thanks for joining us wherever you're watching. Feel free to send this to a friend or a family member if you think it would help grow them in their faith journey as we sit down and discuss as we walk through our own faith journey as our own lives are a hot mess and, and a wreck. But uh, we'll see you guys next week for another episode yep. of The Breakdown. But until then, have a great week, everybody. Bye.